I'm sure that all kinds of anime fans pay attention to very specific things as they're watching, but one of the first things that most stands out to me is how it looks. You can tell a lot about an anime with a quick glimpse, but at the same time, I'm aware of the fact that you have to experience all of it before you can determine whether or not it was visually great. Thankfully, that wasn't the case with Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Right from the start, it looked great in more ways than one. It featured vivid backgrounds, varied scenery, a lot of natural light, or as natural as you can get in an animated movie, and in general, there were a lot of vivid and varied colors all over the movie. While it largely depends on what the movie wants to do and how it wants to go about delivering the story it has to tell, I greatly enjoy movies that feature wide color palettes. That's especially great when you're watching a movie such as this one at the theater because it's able to shine in ways that just can't compare to a DVD or Blu-ray copy. At the same time, there was a great use of contrast to deliver a visually interesting experience. It wasn't all the time, but there were plenty of scenes that featured bright and dark colors. This was done not only to change things up, but also to match up with the story that happened to be playing out. Though not on the same level as more thematically mature anime movies or shows, there were still plenty of moments where it was clear that a visually dark appearance was needed to elevate what was happening. This was largely seen with the deep red slash magenta tinted scenes meant to convey a difference between what occurred before, during, and after heavy scenes. It's simple, but it's an effective way of getting a message across in more ways than one. I know that I'm not the only one that does this, but whenever I'm watching anime and I see a moment that really appeals to me, I'll screenshot it. That was impossible with this movie, but the thoughts still came to me, and that was a good sign that I was happy with what I was seeing. I'd say that around 90% of the movie is visually impressive, but there were a handful of moments where I was left thinking that had they not been present, I would have thought even more of this movie. It's really more of a nitpick, but I didn't like the moments where it was clear that CGI was utilized. I know that's sometimes used to make things easier on the animators, or to deliver a different experience, but I've never really been a big fan of the CGI look. Besides the visual look of the movie, I was pleasantly surprised to see that it moved quickly right from the start. It was quick to action, and in general, it was all smooth and very fast. Anime is a medium that offers all sorts of genres and subgenres, so there's something out there for everyone. Some look down on shonen because it's usually what new anime fans are initially exposed to, but I don't mind that at all. If anything, I was greatly satisfied because I was left thinking that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is shonen movie gold. It's practically action-packed from beginning to end, and it helps that the large majority of these moments are pure eye candy. For me, one of the best compliments you can give a movie is that you can watch it with the sound off. The point isn't to say that the plot can be cast aside, but it's a way of saying that it's so well done that you can be entertained without knowing what's actually happening, and I love that. There are multiple examples where great action-packed battles stand out, but one in particular was towards the end. It featured Yuda embracing his skills as a sorcerer, and he was confidently able to use a bullhorn to more or less mimic Inunmaki's abilities. It not only delivers the visual goods, but it also works on a narrative level to let you know just how inherently skilled Yuda is. That was initially hard to believe, much like when Maki questions Yuda's ranking as a sorcerer, but it's eventually made clear why he received the rank he did. While it's true that the majority of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero looks great, there were other moments where it didn't look as good as it could've. If I knew more about the behind the scenes work that's required to make anime, I could see why this was done, but as a novice in that aspect of animation, I was bummed out when it was noticeable that backgrounds looked kind of plain during intricate fight scenes. In particular, it was during scenes that featured fast movement. I want to say that it's because the point is to focus on the more appealing parts of a scene such as this one, but the plain looking backgrounds take away from what could have been even better. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero isn't badly paced, but at the same time, it went by faster than I expected, 
and I was left thinking that there was more that could have been expanded upon. I want to say that it's because the movie had a lot to cover within its duration, so that's why some parts seemed to be glossed over, but with everything that happened, I was left thinking that instead of being an hour and 45 minutes long, it could have easily been a 3-5 to five hour series. For example, I thought that Yuta was too quick to master abilities when he initially started off as a nervous wreck. He was introduced to a katana and before long, he was a decent swordsman and he was able to imbue his curse into it. It's mainly thanks to a brief time skip that it's made clear why Yuta has been able to progress, but in other parts of the movie there wasn't enough information provided to explain why things were the way they were. I know that a movie doesn't have to explain every single detail, especially because sometimes it's enough to imply something, but when it's clear that more could have been done to further develop the characters, that's an issue for me. It's pretty much a trope at this point, but it isn't a surprise to know that emotions can fuel some anime characters. It's when Yuta feels threatened and is wanting to defend his friends that he suddenly goes from lacking confidence and skill to kicking ass as if he's been at it for years. It also helps that Rika's power feeds into Yuta and allows him to do things that he normally wouldn't be able to do, but I thought accepting that required you to not question these sudden changes. It was only towards the end of the movie that you understand why Yuta is as special as he is. During the movie you more or less just accept things how they are because anime, but it's later revealed that Yuta is the descendant of an incredibly powerful sorcerer. Thanks to that, he's able to pick up on things at a quick pace and at a great level. Yuta being the descendant of a powerful sorcerer explains a lot and it makes things come full circle, but at the same time, I felt that it was shoehorned in. It definitely didn't help that this reveal happened really close to the ending. Had this occurred during the middle of the movie, it would have made certain moments make more sense rather than you just filling in the blanks and accepting things how they were because anime. If anything, I think that it was done this way because of the movie's lack of time. I'm not sure how long the original source material is, seeing as how I'm largely an anime-only kind of guy, but with how the movie played out, I'm sure that there was more that could have been explored. The cutting of corners and explanations as to why situations and characters were the way that they were could also be seen with some of the enemies. One way you can get viewers to care about your characters is to inform them of their background. The more you know about a character and can understand how or why their past experiences have led to them doing the things they're doing, the more engaged the viewer will be. It's clear that these characters had backstories, but with how so much was done in a brief amount of time, that worked as more proof as to why this movie could have and should have been longer than it was. When the origin scene for the two bad teenagers was shown, I thought it was too concise. It could be that that was the point, seeing as how these characters aren't on the same level as Yuid and his friends, but if you're going to include backstory in your movie, what's the point of having it come off as a near throwaway moment? People that know more about anime than I do will most likely explain why Jujutsu Kaisen Zero came out the way that it did, but I was left wanting more. That's usually a good sign, and maybe proof of what's to come in subsequent seasons of Jujutsu Kaisen, but when it comes to how the movie stands on its own, I thought that more could have been done. This wasn't entirely bad because the movie also happened to fly by thanks to how entertaining it was. Seeing as how this is a prequel, it's easy to understand why certain situations played out the way that they did, but once I realized that it was more or less a telling based on Jujutsu High Records, that's when things got more interesting to me. It added a different angle to the story that was being told, seeing as how it's known how things played out, but you as a viewer don't figure that out for quite some time. I'm sure that manga readers knew about this, but as an anime-only person, I was pleasantly surprised by this. At one point you could see how things would end, but the how and why were missing. To be able to do that requires a delicate touch and it could have easily been fumbled to create a messy situation. Since it's revealed that the movie is being told from a future point in time, it's easy to understand why it feature elements from the main series. There were plenty of references and easter egg moments that stood out to me. 
It was largely with the inclusion of characters that were seen in the main series, and it's not as if their presence in this movie elevated it, but it added to the experience, and I'm sure that other fans such as myself enjoyed it for the simple fact that it was referencing the main series. What I didn't like was when parts of the movie rehashed basic rules that the series covered. It makes sense why that would be done, seeing as how Yuta was completely unaware of the sorcerer world and how it functioned, but also because it's possible that some that viewed this movie had no idea of the main series. This really isn't that big of a deal, but as someone that watched the main series, I was more interested in seeing and finding out new things related to the sorcerers and the inner workings of their world. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero isn't enjoyable just because it delivers the battle anime goods, but also because its main character is relatable. Every fictional character won't be easy to relate to, but when Yuta revealed what his goals were, I thought that I and many others could easily relate to him. It was mainly with him wanting to be a more confident person and to gain more friends. You could say that those goals aren't too special and that's why many could relate to him, but it worked because of how Yuta was and ended up being as a character. It's a bit unrelated to what I've been discussing so far, but I was amused by how similar Yuta is to Shinji Ikari from Neon Genesis Evangelion. They're both dealing with entirely different situations, but what left me with that thought was the fact that Yuta had a well-rounded personality that unraveled as the movie played on. He was funny, sad, courageous, and it was clear that his character arc featured enough and believable character development. In general, a decent number of people say that the sign of a good movie or piece of media is that it leaves you wanting more. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero as a whole definitely accomplished that, but its post credit scene left me with questions as to what's next. How'd Yuta get to where he is? Why was he with someone that appeared to be a bad guy during the movie? And finally, would we get answers to these questions? You'd think that the very fact that this was all teased would make it so that it'll eventually be resolved, but that's not always the case. It was after looking online that it appears that Yuta will most likely be utilized in later seasons of Jujutsu Kaisen, and that the manga most likely answers the questions I had. I enjoy reading manga, but seeing as how I get more out of watching anime, I figure that I'll wait to see how things turn out. I don't think that Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is a perfect movie, but it's for sure a very good one. Simply put, I loved it. I was also left thinking that it's very rewatchable and that it should be owned. I have no idea when a physical copy will be released, but I definitely want one for myself. If you're an anime fan, chances are that you've already seen this movie. If you're a newcomer to anime, I'd say that whether or not you enjoy this movie depends on how much you're willing to put up with. It's not because Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is pervy or riddled with other issues that can sometimes make anime hard to watch for newcomers, but it's because it may be too different in more ways than one for a person that's used to more typical live-action movies. Either way, this movie's worth a watch no matter if you're an anime fan or not. If you enjoyed this content, please feel free to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thank you very much for listening.